In patients with chronic phase chronic myeloid leukemia who are resistant or intolerant to imatinib, new data unveiled at ASH has shown that dasatinib can give durable responses out to two years and beyond. At the meeting in Atlanta, Richard Stone of the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute presented data from a phase two study of 380 patients. And as well as discussing the findings with him, I was also keen to get his thoughts on where dasatinib stands in the race to potentially succeed imatinib. Dr. Stone began by describing the results. We're seeing, number one, an impressive rate of major cytogenic response, complete cytogenic response, molecular response, and hematological response in all different subgroups of patients who enrolled in this trial. And number two, we're seeing a durability of that response compared to the initial analysis, which was available at the last few national meetings, as well as published in blood earlier this year. So the, the patients who achieved a response in this trial seem to be holding it by and large. And what kind of percentage of patients were getting these responses? Well, there was a 62% rate of major cytogenic response across the board in this trial. There was about a 53% rate of complete cytogenic response across the board in this trial. And there was about a 45% rate of major molecular response, which is basically a three-log reduction from the start in the transcript that encodes the gene for bcr And is the drug well-tolerated? I'd say it's well-tolerated. It's not without side effects. The rate of severe or life-threatening side effects is under 10% for each type of side effect. The rate of all side effects ranges as high as 30 or 35% for things like GI intolerance and even higher for hematological intolerance. In other words, about 45 to 50% of patients during the first year had a grade 3 or 4 episode of neutropenia and or thrombocytopenia. The good news was that that rate did not increase of neutropenia and thrombocytopenia during the follow-up between years 1 and years 2. And did all patients benefit equally with regard to the kind of mutations that they had? Uh, Almost. So patients with a mutation... If you compare patients with a mutation to those without a mutation, they benefited equally, uh, with, again, about a 60-65% rate of major cytogenic response. If you compared one type of mutation, the P-loop mutation, which is generally thought to be worse, it's a different, different part of the molecule, they didn't do any worse or better than patients who had other types of mutations or no mutations. The only caveat was there were three patients with a T315I mutation in this big study of 380 patients, and those three patients, as would be expected from the preclinical data, they didn't respond at all. And T315I really is the, the mother of mutations, isn't it? I'm interested to know your views on, on what's, what's in, in the pipeline for that. Well, it has to, the, way, the reason it's the mother of mutations is because it, the nature of the steric issue in the protein when it has that mutation doesn't allow either imatinib, nilotinib, or dasatinib to bind. There are a number of molecules in the pipeline. One is made by Merck, which is an aurora kinase inhibitor that may have some toxicity issues that can have responses, then there'd be other agents like even homoherringtonin, which doesn't work at all by kinase inhibition, as far as we know, that may have a role there. So it's, it's a bit of a bugaboo right now. But patients who have that should certainly be considered to have a transplant if they're young enough to do that. So where does dasatinib stand in this field beyond imatinib in CML? Because you mentioned nilotinib as well. As well. How do they all compare? Well, that's a great question, and one that will be the subject of a lot of debate uh, in the community uh, over the coming months. Because now we do have two drugs avail- approved by the Food and Drug Administration for treatment of glivec intolerant and glivec resistant CML, namely dasatinib, which I discussed, which is Spricel from BMS, and nilotinib, which is called Tisigna from Novartis. And there are the ones in the pipeline, but those are the two that are available right now. So which one do you use? Everybody wants to know. Well, that's going to be the subject of a lot of debate. Unfortunately, perhaps conducted a lot by uh, drug reps in, in, in doctors' offices. I, I'm really not prepared at this moment to to state which one should be used routinely. There's a little bit more follow-up for dasatinib. Both have issues of side effects which need to be known by the physicians who use them. Uh, I think we'll have to wait for follow-up data to really answer the question in any, in any academically verifiable way. 
Uh, so finally then, what, what's the next step for Desatinib anyway? Well, I think the next step for Desatinib, given its potency and its ability to rescue people who failed Amandib, is clearly to take it up front, and that's already being done. In other words, comparing a patient who walks in the door with CML, they can either get Amandib or Desatinib. This is a, an important subject for a randomized intergroup trial in the United States. It's simply randomization between a, the old standard, few years standard Amandib, and the new Desatinib. And there are other trials that are comparing Nalotinib up front to Amandib as well. Richard Stone of the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston. And I also asked for the thoughts of George Canellos on all this. What does he make of the targeted therapies in CML right now? I think this is a fascinating field. It is the uh, model field for designing drugs if you know the right target. And if the uh, tumor becomes resistant by mutating the target gene, this study in CML with this agent, desatinib, proves that you can design drugs that can accommodate the biological change that, that accompanies resistance and, uh, and have something else to offer the patient, whether the patient has chronic myeloid leukemia or even the stromal sarcoma of the intestinal tract which, for which these disease, uh, drugs are revolutionizing therapy. There are several of them coming along. Uh, there are several out now as second-line treatments. One of them has probably a more plural effusion associated with it, namely desatinib, but it's very active indeed. And the paper that was presented by Dr. Richard Stone indicated that the high order of responsiveness of these intolerant or resistant patients to imatinib, and I think that this is yet another piece of the armamentarium that is available for the management of CML. What about bringing something like desatinib in first line? That has been talked about, uh, absolutely. There is even a suggestion that it be combined with imatinib, that the, any one of the newer drugs could be conceivably used up front to try to discourage mutations that might occur, but that remains for a clinical trial. That was George Canello speaking there. For the Audio Journal of Oncology, I'm Derek Thorne.